0: From the Public Relations Global Network, this is PRGN Presents. I'm Adrian McIntyre.
1: And I'm Abby Fink, Vice President General Manager of HMA Public Relations in Phoenix, Arizona, and a founding member of PRGN. With public relations leaders embedded into the fabric of the communities we serve, clients hire our agencies for the local knowledge, expertise, and connections in markets spanning six continents across the world.
0: Our guests on this bi weekly podcast series are all members of the Public Relations Global Network. They discuss such topics as the importance of sustainability and environmental, social, and governance programs, crisis communications, content marketing, reputation management, and outside of the box thinking for growing your business.
1: For more information about PRGN and our members, please visit prgn.com. And now,
2: let's meet our guest
1: for this episode.
2: Hi, this is Alexandra Dinica. I am the founder and managing partner of Free Communication. This is a company based in Bucharest, Romania, with over 20 years of experience in integrated communication. We basically have a focus on, I would say, four areas. Corporate uh, and brand reputation. Uh, digital content and uh, assets management, creative services, and uh, events. More than half of our team is uh, with us almost from the beginning of the firm, which is uh, quite uh, rare in our uh, local industry. And uh, so we have um, a core of members that we can really trust. And uh, this is very important because uh, we have the same um, um value uh, on our client side. So we have long-term partnership with clients for uh, over 10, 15, or even more years. And uh, again, this is not very usual in Romania. Thank you so much, Ebi, for inviting me here. Well, I'm excited to have you, Alex, and and very
1: intrigued by the fact that you've got a a large staff and a staff that's been with you or team, as you refer to them, for quite a long time. That's not usual in your country to have such long-term employees. I know we find turnover about every two to three years. We're seeing folks, you know, decide there's other opportunities they want to explore, but... Tell me about the market there and a little bit more about your country and and some of the observations you're making there.
2: Uh, Well, it's not um, it's not usual to have a long term commitment with an employee here in Romania, because uh, as you might be probably aware, our industry here in Romania, it's much younger than in the United States or um, other mature markets worldwide. So for us, basically, basically, this industry started, I would say, 30 years ago. At that time, nobody knew much about PR. It was something flying around, but uh, not very clear for most of the people. And uh, it was an accelerated learning, mostly learning by doing. Uh, of course, now we are very much aligned with uh, with the world, but it was um, a very um, speedy process. And uh, people were, were anxious to to learn, as, uh, as much as they could. And uh, I guess this is one reason why they jumped around everywhere <laughs> trying to find the, uh, I don't know, better and better. It's, um, you know, the code saying that the, the better is the, the enemy of the good. <laughs> so <laughs> that that was an issue in our market. And I think it still is um, about the, the consultants. And um, you can also find it sometimes between the clients as well. Otherwise, it's um, what I would say, it's a, it's a very competitive market. It's very much aligned with the the, the global industry. Um, it's a creative market. We were in the position to to be good enough to catch up with the rest of the world in a very short time, to be quite tough and to succeed. And I think this was very good for this industry. Well, and you came in
1: the into the PR industry through uh, a different uh, path as well. As I understand, your degree was in architecture and urbanism. And so what drew you to the public relations industry?
2: Yes, that's true. This is my degree. And um, it's also, you know, my uh, advantage in this industry as I feel it. I've decided to um, to pursue this career. Uh, okay, it was not a very clear decision in the beginning. i started to work in uh, PR when I was um, studying in university. At the end of my studies, I was in love with this profession. And <laughs> it was a very tough decision for me because I was in love with architecture as well. But uh, I chose based on my intuition about the future of this industry, and I was not wrong. And since then, I worked in communication and PR. I founded Free Communication 22 years ago because I really wanted um, a workplace which uh, um, was based on my principles and values. And um, yeah, that was my my path. Great. Well,
1: and and speaking of principles and values, I think is a nice segue into what we're going to be chatting about today, which is the concept of ESG and social responsibility for the organizations that we represent. It's been a topic that we've addressed in previous issues and episodes of the podcast, but I feel like it is a ever-evolving conversation as global issues present themselves and have impact on our, our businesses we have to spend a little bit more time in this conversation i think within our own organizations and certainly within those that we are consulting with so can you talk a little bit about your approach to esg and and how you are creating the the interest and need for organizations that you represent to really embrace what this is
2: yes uh i can i can um speak for hours actually about this, but I will try to be short. Personally, I, I was very attracted to ESG to since I uh, first um, heard about this a few years ago in PRGN because I really think this, this is very much in line with my basic value as a communicator. I really think that we as communicators have the um, uh, mission to help clients to, to build an honest and truth-based communication. And um, this is highly important for any communication area and it's vital when we talk about ESG. In this environment of today, with uh, so many problems and crises, I really think we need um, higher moral standards and values. And ESG is very much about this. It's a conversation, it's a global conversation that has the potential to heal some of these issues for the business environment and not only. So that's why I, I decided this is a hot topic for us and it's a hot topic for Romania, which, as you know, it's still a market with many problems and uh, especially moral problems. So I think we really have a role and a mission in um, in helping a better world for today and for tomorrow for the moment ESG, it's a pain. <laughs> this is very clear in Romania ESG, it's very much a pain, but I think it can and it must be seen as a moment of clarity and as a, as a wake up call for the companies because they have to understand that they have a role and a mission as um, economic and social actors and um, they are not anymore outside or uh, besides the public zone. Actually, they are the public zone, so they have to behave accordingly. It's very difficult because ESG is still unclear. And uh, as I said, it's very scary. And um, in our agency, the main challenge that um, we um, decided that uh, we have today is to make clients and companies aware of two main issues for the beginning, because we are still at the beginning. And the first one is that ESG is not a trend. So there is still a a huge lack of understanding, in Romania at least, on how ESG can and will impact the overall business. So there is still a lot of distrust, ignorance, avoidance, and uh, even fear. When it's about ESG and all of these, they, they are like, um, like a dark curtain that actually blocks companies to see the benefits of the ESG because ESG has huge benefits, both business wise and um, social wise. So this is what we try to do now. We try to make them understand that they have a lot of benefits and we, we can split the benefits on several levels and the first level it's about social and public involvement because ESG being ESG compliant means more public trust more transparency means a peace of mind so you don't have to be worried anymore about uh, what to you know hide under the table you have more influence as a company and you have um, uh, more power in uh, deciding on different issues. Because as as we saw in some recent research, it's more than 50% of the global public that really believe that the companies and brands should stand up for social values and principles. So companies cannot hide anymore. So as I said, it's a wake up call for them to be aware that they cannot hide anymore. That's on the social level.
1: Let me explore the social part a little bit more cuz I think that is is to me that one might be present the largest challenge in that the the social and being open and and taking a stand on particular issues can be can be challenging in that you know you're not going to be pleasing everyone with your stance and there has to be a understanding that for Every social cause that you may support, you may have customers or potential customers that disagree with that stance, and so I, you know, the, I, I hope that we all can get to a place where we the you know, we believe environmental sustainability and some of these things is important. The social causes part, I think, for me personally, presents the largest challenge because we all do have our own views and opinions. And based on personal or professional, which one do you, you know, which one comes forward? And so how do you have those discussions both internally with your team and so so that they don't bring their own necessarily, you know, their own subjective opinions to the table? And then how do you guide the clients to a place where being public and taking a stand on particular issues is seen as a good and positive for their company. So I think that's a very difficult discussion to have.
2: Yes, it is. Well, um, internally, I would say it's a bit easier, not easy, but a bit easier for us because um, as I've mentioned in the the introduction, I've tried, we've tried to build a team and a company based on some very clear values and principles. And um, for us, it was also a matter of choosing the clients and the um, industries and the um, projects in which we believed. Life, is always a matter of choices. You can choose the money, you can choose the, the values, you can choose to, to sleep well <laughs> with no issues and uh, problems. So we really chose to work very aligned to our principles. And uh, this is why we have a team that uh, believe in the same things. So for us, it's about the truth. It's about being free to, to voice our opinions. It's about supporting the right values. So we are very much on the same page when we decide to support something or not to support something. So that's why we, we had clients over the years with whom we decided to end the cooperation. We want big clients. So internally, it's not very difficult. Externally with the clients, yes, that's a tougher game.
0: Well, let's talk about that specifically for a minute because there are very good, logical, well-articulated reasons and a lot of external pressures that are going to make ESG transparency and reporting Uh, Just automatic at some point, there will be enough demands from the capital markets and investors and shareholders that this will just have to be the way it is. And there are pressures against this movement in a world where, you know, people don't agree. And there are strong pressures from different Dimensions on the political spectrum, the social spectrum. uh, Here in North America, for example, there is a strong backlash against ESG. It's become sort of a code word for woke, liberal nonsense. Um, And so, how do you work with brands, for example, who may be feeling these pressures differently in different markets to align a communication strategy that, as you said, Tells the truth uh, when truth telling is very contentious sometimes. Talk about that brand partnership aspect.
2: Yes, the truth is very difficult. And at the moment, almost everybody's scared. Fortunately, we don't have this uh, movement in Europe that you have in the U.S. Not yet. So we have uh, probably more strict regulations. And, you know, we have standards that companies really have to meet quite soon. This is kind of incentive, not necessarily a nice one, because they, they see it like um, like a burden, so they have to complain. Uh, they are not happy that they have to disclose suddenly all of these issues. I think we all need time to adapt to a totally different mindset. So it's a matter of negotiation. We have many aspects. We have moral aspects, but of course we have uh, financial aspects how to leverage between these two it's not so easy it really takes time for everybody to adjust you know it's very difficult it's really tough before being easier and nicer I really hope it will become easier and nicer because we really have to acknowledge that there is no other way we really have to build a more sustainable business world than transparency it's the main ingredient if we look back, <laughs> there are so many, so many cases that really didn't have anything to do with the good of the public, with the values that we most of the time talk about. Everybody had the choice either to uh, do what they say or not to do what they say. <laughs> but now these are not possible anymore. We really try to explain to our clients. That's not about only complying in in legal terms. It's about defining a new way of doing business. And it's also with benefits, because this is what I uh, I started to explain about benefits at all the levels, not only moral and social, but at the level of financial decisions, at the level of uh, business efficiency, because ESG means to restructure your business in, in a more healthy way. So you have to, in order to be compliant, you have to find a new business model, more efficient, uh, more stable, more environmental friendly. And this is, on the long run, this really builds a sustainable growth. So it will be better for all of us, but it's a long
1: way (laughs) to go. But we have to start somewhere, right? I mean, that's the communicators, advisors that in in our role have such a powerful opportunity to change the dyma- change the dynamic change the conversation and it is a it it's not a new to me it's not a new way of doing business it's just we are you know we should have always been doing things with transparency and and in the best interests of our you know our communities and our our you know our organizations and you know public trust all those things should have always been there um, the world now demands certain things from the businesses that we do business with. And we have an, an understanding and certainly an opportunity to know these things. There were we didn't always have access to that type of information with the organizations that we work with or or didn't ask the right questions to find them out. And so one of the things that you um you put in your your notes as we were preparing for this conversation was that ESG can and must be seen as a moment of clarity and a beneficial reckoning for companies. That's such a powerful statement to me. Uh, um, that it's it's it is a chance for us to be smarter and clearer about what we're doing, and then tell that story in such a way that not only internally, but externally, everyone understands it. And that that beneficial reckoning is such a powerful word to me. That's a really powerful statement for businesses to understand that it is, it is going to be good for you to to engage in this type of
2: work. Yes, it is, as, uh, as I said, it is on all the levels. If we think about greenwashing, for instance, and other tactics that that were used before. I guess we all had the the case of clients. Uh, we advised, because you, you've you mentioned that we always advised our clients to communicate in a transparent way and uh, uh, based on the truth, but this is not enough. We all had cases when clients were advised to communicate in a way, but they couldn't or they didn't want or um, just chose to go on a different way and uh, it's very good that this is not possible anymore first of all we have to move from uh, i would say a state of being afraid to a state of being free and understanding that transparency and truth are the only long term values for our communication and in this case we are not vulnerable anymore to scandals to being uh, Attacked or um, to um, being accused of tactics that are not uh, good. This is the only way we can build lasting trust and reputation. So first of all, we should move to a state where we really understand what's our mission. If an organization is, you know,
1: thinking about this for the first time, or maybe they are reevaluating you know, how they're addressing ESG within their organization. Is Is it better late than never? Can you start this idea at any time? Or, you know, are we are we past the opportunity for ESG to be important in our businesses? Or can we really get in there at any time and make this be part of
2: our company mission? Actually, we don't have time anymore. But of course, it's better to start it now than, than not start at all. We have this challenge here in Romania, and I guess it's the case everywhere. Companies think that they still have time because the regulation will be in place only in uh, 2025, but the truth is that we don't have time because all this process, is a very long and difficult one. It's about deep systemic changes. It's not just about a few things here and there. To name just a few, it's about doing the due diligence, doing the double materiality, um, then changing the business processes, then changing the model, then finding global standards to report and then setting clear targets and the strategy and meeting the targets and of course, constantly communicating. This is our part. And all these are not easy and really take time. We don't have many companies here in Romania who already start the process, but I hope we'll be able to help them to do it soon.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of PRGN Presents, brought to you by the Public Relations Global Network.
1: We publish new episodes every other week, so follow PRGN Presents in your favorite podcast app. Episodes are also available on our website, along with more information about PRGN and our members at PRGN.com.